The Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. You'll find over 180,000 titles to choose from and to listen to through your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Support the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. This is the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast with registered dietitian and functional nutritionist Heidi Hoffman. The services I received at Vibrant Living Wellness Center have been nothing short of excellent. Heidi is amazing. Vibrant Living Wellness Center helped me drop 23 pounds, and I'm most excited over the fact that I've been able to keep it off. Heidi has helped me tremendously with my allergies, and I love her Reiki treatments. I just love this show. It's full of great tips and tricks to keep me and my family healthy. Welcome to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast. I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network once again with Heidi Hoffman, the owner and founder of Vibrant Living Wellness Center in beautiful Sierra Madre in Southern California. I always say that in beautiful Sierra Madre because it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is nestled right there at the base of the mountains, the San Gabriel Mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a quaint little town where you practice. It is. Yeah. And we have a great view of the mountains from our office and mm-hmm. we can just sit there and enjoy it. So it's not a hard drive to Vibrant Living Wellness Center from anywhere in Southern California, just north of the 210. Mm -hmm. But of course, Heidi, you can work with people over phone or via Skype as well, too. Absolutely, I do. All right, so today we're talking about something a little close to my heart because it's Men's Health Day. We're talking about the men. This is for the dudes or for the ladies who have a a very important man in their life that they want to live a long, illness-free and vibrant life. Men's health, Heidi. Based upon your your client base, what percentage of men do you see, do you think? You know, that goes up and down. So mm-hmm. I would say right now, probably 25%. Okay. I'm a happy member of that 25%. <laughs> yes, you are. And at the time of this recording, I'm down 16 pounds. Woohoo! Congratulations. <laughs> just about a month ago, actually, or just over a month ago, I believe. So, all right. So getting back to men's health, not just my health, <laughs> which has monopolized the first part of this podcast, and I apologize. But we've dedicated this entire episode to this topic because it's important, Heidi. Tell us about some of the, the components to a healthy life for us guys. Well, that's a great question, Tim. Most of my clients come to me because they have concerns about energy, stamina, prostate health, weight control, just like you were mentioning and you have mentioned a few times, and difficulty with recovery from workouts or exercise. Yeah, bouncing back uh, from a hard workout is a little more difficult at my age or, you know, I'm in my early 50s. So uh, that's something that we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that men want to maximize that recovery time, Mm -hmm. not spend a lot of time being sore or um, low energy from it. So they really want to focus on that. All right. And then let's go back to to the beginning. Energy is is one of the things that I've noticed as I've gotten a little bit older and entered into middle age is it's definitely not there. I often think, gosh, to be just 22 just for one day, to, to be able to bounce around and feel great uh, all the time. But what, what are you hearing from your clients that they're suffering from? Well, you know, energy, when we're younger, we have a ton of energy, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Think about the little ones as they're growing. They have a lot of energy because their body um, is producing a lot of hormones that make them grow and give them energy. 
And as we start to hit our 20s and 30s, those hormones start to shift a bit. And we notice a dip in our energy, right? It is pretty valid when people come in and they're now in their 40s and 50s and they say, I wish I had the energy of a 20-year-old or like I used to have. Mm -hmm. So energy is a real um, concern because we do want to still be quite energetic as we go through work and family life. Energy starts to decrease mainly because hormones start to shift. Mm -hmm. So you hear about women going through menopause. Well, men also have a a time in life where their hormones shift. It's just a natural... aspect of that's a decline of of testosterone is Mm -hmm. it not and so you know let me ask you about this because there's a uh, a morning show that i listen to here in the los angeles area and one of the members of the morning show is doing a commercial an endorsement for testosterone in injections or pellets under the skin like a slow timed release but but there's a part of me that feels that that might not be the safest approach. What are your thoughts on taking that approach to rejuvenating that level of testosterone? Well, I think that if you do that and you take uh, synthetic testosterone, that you'd want to first check your levels in your blood and mm-hmm. find out... Which they do. They talk about they do. Okay, so they are indeed low. And then you would want to make sure that it's under the direction of your doctor. I don't really do hormones. That's not my uh, forte. Um, However, I do know that you can also switch up how you eat and you can um, take some herbs that will naturally inspire your body to increase the hormone levels. What are those herbs? (laughs) I'm taking notes. (laughs) Well, the first thing you want to look at is, um, are you deficient in vitamin D? Mm -hmm. Vitamin D is a precursor to your hormones. Same with cholesterol. So if your cholesterol is too low, which has happened now that people are cutting out cholesterol foods, Mm. um, and your vitamin D is too low now because people are not going in the sun as much, then we're finding that people are deficient and, um, you know don't have the materials to make the testosterone. Wow. So sometimes that's the first place that we can start. Mm-hmm. Then um, if in fact the test those are normal and the testosterone is low, you can take an herb called tribulus. And that herb is really great at helping the body start to make more testosterone. Tribulus. Now there are other things you want to do as well because you don't want to just simply take an herb to increase the testosterone. You also want to check the rest of the body and make sure that the heart function is good, circulation is good, that the adrenal glands and thyroid are good, that everything is working at an optimal level so that all together the body starts to um, balance its hormones. All right. And these are tests that you can perform at Vibrant Living Wellness Center? With the nutrition response testing, Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Absolutely. All right. So we've talked a little bit about, I certainly didn't want to slam people that are doing uh, testosterone treatments, but, but it just, you know what? I just always get a little nervous when people play with their hormones. It just seems like, like dangerous territory if you don't do it naturally, like you just suggested. Me too. And I, I'm not in the business of changing hormones through giving hormones. That's, you know, that's another area of expertise that someone else can do. So we've talked a little bit about energy, of course, and, and there's more of that to come still in this episode and stamina and prostate health and weight control and the difficulty in recovering from workouts or exercises. One of the things that, that I've noticed about myself, and I don't know how true this is across the board, is, is I don't pay as close attention to some of the symptoms. <laughs> I just move on through. I'll get through it. You know, my wife is always on me like, like, well, maybe you need to get that checked. I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Or women seem to be a little bit more diligent. Is that true? Do you think, do you find that to be, or is that just me? 
No, that's true across the board. <laughs> the statistics show that women are more likely to seek out health solutions, um, you know, pretty early on, whereas men, just as you described, think, oh, maybe it will go away. Mm, you know, they kind of put it on the, the back burner for a while until it really becomes something that is pressing for them. And, you know, I, I find that this is because men get just as busy as women. They, <laughs> they go through life, and um, it's just easy to let these symptoms you know, go to the back burner. But we really want to make sure that we do get our checkups and that we do address our concerns early so we can head off anything that is starting to become a chronic illness. One of my thoughts regarding this is maybe men as a whole or in part don't like to admit there's an issue with low libido or testosterone declining, right? Because we're men, you know, we want to, we want to, we're tough guys. We're men. We can get through this on our own. I know that's a generalization and I'm almost embarrassed to make that generalization, but, <laughs> but, but really perhaps there, there is some truth to the fact that men just don't want to address the fact that their, their, their testosterone is starting to decline and their libido is changing or they might have some prostate issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think I've only, in all my years of practice, I think I've only had one man come in for that main concern. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of the men I've worked with, they'll tell me after working together for a while and building some rapport, some trust, and right. feeling comfortable and building some trust and then realizing, okay, let's talk about this now. Mm -hmm. And then the libido would come up and then we start to address it. Certainly. All right. And that's just one of the concerns, but prostate health too, that's something that we certainly have to watch and can't just let go by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy prostate prostate ensures you have a long and active sex life. And today, that's really important to people, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the statistics for benign prostatic hyperplasia, um, that is, you know, what is that? <laughs> it's just swelling of the prostate. Like an enlarged prostate. Exactly. What gotcha. So what happens there is people, you know, have a hard time urinating, um, urinate frequently, um, maybe they're um, not getting the types of erections they want to get. Mm -hmm. the, the statistics are very high right now. So it, it's, it's starting to affect people more and more. It's uh, 32 to 50 percent of men ages 51 to 60 years old. Yikes. I'm 51. I'm on the cusp of this. This is something to look at. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something to pay attention to. Um, also, the rates of prostate cancer seem to be rising, and this might, again, be better detection methods. Well, why do you think it's rising? Uh, do you think it's because tests are better and, and maybe because more people are getting it tested? Or, or do you think it goes back to what we, we've discussed on some of our other episodes being our food? Our processed food, does that have anything to do with it as well, you think? Yeah, I think that our, our food supply has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. You know, if you're eating a highly processed diet, then you're getting exposed to more toxins in your food supply. And our endocrine system, of which the prostate is a part of, is sensitive to toxicity. So you said that, you know, well, I don't remember the percentage, you said 30 to 50%, 32, 52%, I think is what you said, mm -hmm. of men 51 to 60 years of age. You know, there have been people that I've met in my past that were in their 30s that were having some issues with prostate, which, which from what I understand, is, is actually alarming. You're right, Tim. In my practice, I'm seeing men in their 30s and 40s with the beginning of prostate issues or sexual issues. That's pretty young to be mm. experiencing this. I really think it has to do with what you're exposed to and how well your body excretes chemicals and other toxins. So in addition to prostate issues, as we get older, I know when I turned 50 last year, 
it was time for the old colonoscopy, right? <laughs> so I imagine that's something that uh, men have to, to deal with. Uh, and what are your thoughts with, with colon health? Yep, that is another concern I hear from my male clients. Most of my male clients have some sort of digestive challenge, ranging from what's called irritable bowel syndrome, which I know we cover in another um, podcast, to rapid digestion, where then they're hungry or they're getting lots of, um, you know, stomach uh, gurgling or maybe even, um, you know, they're having to run to the bathroom more often. So this is a concern because if your body's not breaking down the nutrients properly, how can it get the basic nutrients it needs to build healthy cells? And we need healthy cells in order for that prostate to renew itself and to be working well. So prostate health colon health. Let's circle back to that testosterone thing again, if you don't mind, because, you know, working out is essential for us. Exercise is essential for us as we, uh, for us aging men uh, to stay as young as we can. And I know there's some growth hormone that can be stimulated as a result of working out, especially high intensity, slow motion strength training. But the older we get, the longer we need to recover. Uh, especially if it's a high-intensity workout. So so what about that recovery? Let's circle back to that recovery after workout since exercise is so important to living a vibrant life. That's right. Many men that I talk to want to know how to support their bodies in recovering better after a workout. This is a concern because most men have health goals that include building muscle mm-hmm. or reaching different levels of fitness. Yeah, especially if you're like training for a marathon, right? You, you do that half marathon first and you want to do a marathon, various levels of fitness. But the older we get, the longer recovery time it seems that we need. Mm-hmm. Very true. So it's important to provide the body with the nutrients necessary to support the muscle breakdown and repair needed for building muscle. Men in general like to excel athletically, and it's important to support these interests in terms of health and vitality. So what are your recommendations for those that are maybe looking to build muscle or, or increase their levels of fitness? I mean, is, is there, can you have too much protein? Yeah, you could always have too much of anything. Uh, it's true. <laughs> but it is a good idea to add in an appropriate amount of extra protein mm-hmm. in order to give your muscles some recovery. Some people like to do amino acids that are broken down and in a powder form so that it's um, an easier, quicker response time. There's a variety of different supplements that just help the body get the energy into the cells so that the cells go to um, get to the repairing of the muscle and help to um, increase energy and alleviate, you know, sort of the the achiness or some of the other after effects of working out. Are some of these supplements available through Vibrant Living Wellness Center as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll have people bring in their supplements that they're using for recovery. Mm -hmm. And then I test to be sure these are a good, or I'll take a look at the label as well and just sort of be sure that this is good for their body for post-recovery. Because there are a million varieties of whey protein or bodybuilding type protein that you could could purchase. But what about, let's just get down to the food level. We talked about amino acids and we talked about supplements. When we talk about how much protein is appropriate for, for uh, muscle building and, and gaining strength. Is there a number that we can look at or certain types of protein that you recommend in terms of food? There are actually um, a couple of ways you can go with that. If you look online, you'll see that um, probably there's not a ton of agreement. There's some different ways, like I said, that you could go with it. But the general rule is like 1 to 1.2 grams of protein 
per kilogram of body weight. So you just want to increase it enough to provide um, that extra protein for building the muscle, but not too much to overwhelm the body and then, you know, create some side effects where our body has to process too much. So it's it's a sweet spot. It also depends on how much you work out and how much of lean versus, um, you know. Yeah, the type of protein that you want to, you need to absorb as well too. I mean, are all... Is all protein created equal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast. That is. Well, let's have one about that. And you mentioned that yeah, per kilogram of body weight. Okay, so is there is there a function on my scale where I could look at my kilograms as opposed to my LBs? <laughs> because it depends upon the scale, right? Take your LBs, divide by 2.2, and that's your KGs. Boom. I love that. <laughs> Say it again. I love that. Take your LBs, mm-hmm. divide by 2.2, and that's your KGs. Love it. All right. Commit that to memory. That's a great way to calculate how much protein you think you need if you want to build some muscle, which admit it, guys, all of us want to. All right. Another important factor in life for men, not just women, but men want to age gracefully as well, too. I mean, just admit it, guys. Of course you do. That's why they sell the tonic to help your hair stay brown, even though you know it's trying to go gray. Which exactly. I'm not going to do, by the way. I mean, you can look at my beard right now and tell that uh-huh. <laughs> my my beard is turning gray before my hair is. Uh-huh. But who cares about the gray in your hair? At least I don't. I care about uh, how I feel as I age gracefully. So let's define aging gracefully. Well, really, that's... Um Well, really, I see it as um, not looking or feeling old. I don't know so much if that means, you know, dyeing your hair as much as having hair, (laughs) maybe. Well, some guys can't help that. It happens in their 20s, right? But, you know, preserving the hair you have Mm -hmm. um, and just feeling like when you look in the mirror, you have that vibrancy and and you feel young, you know, so... I think it's a feeling that someone gets when they look in the mirror and maybe when they step away from the mirror. Well, not to turn this podcast into a commercial for the 21 day purification program, <laughs> which I seem to be doing. I don't mean to, but, but I, that is definitely a benefit of, of cleaning out the toxins is feeling more vibrant and feeling like, like I am aging gracefully as a result of cleaning out and keeping those toxins out. That's a really good point. I really love that you brought that up because there is really something to that. If you think about it, our cells renew all the time. Our cells are dying and then we need to make new ones to replace it all the time. If you think about a cell, if you imagine a circle and you imagine that being your cell, Mm -hmm. in each cell is all the material plus the mitochondria and everything you need to make another cell. If that cell is full of toxins and junk, that makes it harder to make the next cell, and then you're going to end up with junk in your next cell, right? Right, right. So really, at the cellular level, when you clean out your body, think of it as cleaning out the cells so that when you make new ones, they're nice and healthy and clean, and you do feel younger. It, you do. I've done it a few times, as I've mentioned, and so that would be step one. You know, when, when people have asked me, well, you, you look great. You look like you've lost some weight. But they, they ask, well, what does is, what is the cleanse do? So I had two examples that I could use, and I'll do it quickly. Prior to my broadcasting years, I, I had a pool service and repair business in Southern California in my early 20s. And, you know, if you have a pool, you have to clean the filter. Otherwise, the pool's going to get murky and cloudy and green. So when you clean the filter... 
you have a nice sparkly pool, right? Mm -hmm. Or in your home, you need to change the air filter for your air conditioning system, right? And you have cleaner air circulating through your house and your, your air conditioner works. It's just cleaning the filter. It's getting rid of the junk. And keeping it clean. Am I accurate in that totally. comparison? That's exactly how I feel when mm-hmm. I do the cleanse. So that I'm, is a great analogy. I'm I love aging it. gracefully thanks mm-hmm. to Heidi mm-hmm. Hoffman and Vibrant Living Wellness Center. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to it. So, so a guy walks in, or guys listening to this podcast, or or uh, his girlfriend or wife is listening, and, and they recommend they go see you at Vibrant Living Wellness Center. What, what what do you do? They say, you know what, I'm just not feeling my best. I've got low libido. I've got other issues that we've talked about in the podcast. What do you do at Vibrant Living Wellness Center? Well, the first thing is really, really, really basic. I also assess and see if they need to go in for a checkup with their doctor. You know, when was the last time they had a physical exam, some blood work, because that will really help us and give us a bigger picture. And also, you know, if it's been five, 10 years, it's probably time. So that's one thing that I would recommend is go in and see your doctor, just get a general workup, a physical exam, and that will help us. Just get it done. I know we talked earlier, guys, it's something we don't like to do. We don't have time. Just go to the doctor, get your checkup, get your blood work done. Get a baseline. Yeah, exactly. Then you just have some idea about how your body's doing. And then we can work with that as I do my assessment. Then I do my nutrition response testing, and I just sort of assess what's going on with the body and get to the root cause of the symptoms and the challenges so that we can restore physiological function to the body and improve that vibrancy. Um, You don't have to feel old as you age. Aging is just a number, and it just means that the body is winding down, but you don't have to feel old as you age. And a lot of that has to do with what you eat and the supplements you take. And so when you do that nutritional response testing, you're basically letting us know uh, what our body likes and doesn't like. Exactly. That's a great Mm -hmm. way to put it, Mm -hmm. what it likes and doesn't like. And then we proceed from there Mm -hmm. in terms of helping your body to restore physiological function. All right, so you got uh, nutritional response testing. Mm-hmm. So you've got nutritional response testing, NRT. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we're, we'll talk about diet. You know, if um, somebody has a very busy lifestyle, they might be eating out more than is appropriate or recommended for their body. Maybe they're using beer or wine in the evening to wind down and de-stressify. And because of that, they're not exercising as much. So we talk about that. Um, There's a lot of things that you can actually do right now if you're listening to this and you feel like, okay, I'm only 30 and I'm feeling old. Right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Take a look at the, um, you know, at the composition of your diet. You know, Um, if you switch out those processed foods, um, regardless of the type of processed foods and start eating a more whole food based diet, you will feel better. So once somebody's cleaned up their diet, which is a big hurdle, let's not just assume that, oh, okay, your diet's cleaned up, you move forward. That's, that's, that's a process. There's no question about it. But it's a process that's worth it, especially if you're 30 years old and you're feeling old. Because <laughs> I remember turning 30 going, oh my gosh, I'm so old. I just want to <laughs> slap that guy right now because I'm 51. <laughs> 30 is nothing compared to 50. So, so if you're feeling sluggish at 30, let's take these steps. The last thing you want, I'm going to tell you right now, and as a side note, is we have you know, tons of, of, of family videos that we watch. I would say, so I was a, little, a lot bigger actually than I am now. And what a shame. I look back to my thirties and I thought, why did I waste my thirties as, as a heavier person, especially when your metabolism's a lot better than it is when you're in your forties and fifties. So again, I know I'm, you, you targeted on that 30 year old, listen, 30 year old, <laughs> really clean up that diet. I know it might be hard, but once you do, then what would be the next steps, Heidi? 
Well, then we would make sure that we would focus on any inflammatory foods. Mm. So if there's an, a, a food that you're eating, maybe you're aware of it or you're unaware of it, that is creating inflammation in your body, by getting rid of that will improve so many of your symptoms and just your overall well-being. And that can happen during the nutritional response testing. You could learn which foods are causing inflammation with each individual client of yours. Absolutely. And then we could just um, go off of that, do a bit of an elimination diet with those particular foods, allow your immune system a little bit of a rest and recovery. And in the meantime, we'll talk about high omega-3 foods and supplements that will help decrease that inflammation and help you feel better. And if you haven't listened to the episode on inflammation, we recommend you go back and do so because it's it's uh, eye-opening and kind of alarming. This uh, slow creeping disease that seems to be catching up to all of us because of our diet. So omega-3s, some probiotics, I'm sure help as well too. Yeah, they can help too if they're indicated. There's a lot of things that can help um, reduce inflammation. Uh, Maybe if you had some interest in talking about post-recovery protein needs or amino acids, uh, we can do that as well. Um, Whatever we do, I tailor to your body to make sure that it's a good fit. So, all right, we've talked about cleaning up our diet, taking the appropriate supplements, reducing inflammation, but at Vibrant Living Wellness Center, it's a turnkey approach. You have other modalities that can assist as well. Absolutely. So we also have acupuncture, which helps with the whole host of health issues. And not only that, it helps to maintain good health. So you don't only need to do acupuncture when you're feeling poorly or you have symptoms or pain. It can help you stay feeling young and vibrant and also help with your fitness levels. If you're training for a marathon or you're trying to get to the next level of weight training, acupuncture can help your body be able to handle the stress that you're going to be putting on your body for that training. That's amazing. I, I hope we do an episode on acupuncture because, it, you know, growing up, you hear about acupuncture, all you think are a bunch of needles in someone's face. It's way beyond <laughs> that. I mean, it is, right? People think that that's okay, you stick needles. I, I bring up acupuncture to other people and they go, well, what does it do? Well, we're going to have some more information on that for you. Coming Absolutely. Up shortly, that's a but, great but idea. It's, <laughs> it's more than just sticking a needle in your neck. You know, what's interesting is all of these modalities that you're bringing up, Heidi, uh, seem to alleviate or eliminate so many issues. And you can tell by listening to every episode, you bring up the same modalities that can help us move forward in that in that healthy life. So in addition to acupuncture, I know you've got Reiki in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm assuming Reiki will help because it helped me. You know me well. I do. Yes. For men who are operating under a lot of stress, and let's face it, who isn't, right? <laughs> right. Another episode we have in an earlier edition uh-huh. of the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast on stress. Stress, yes. I would recommend Reiki and NET, neuroemotional technique. It mm-hmm. helps relieve and bring about relaxation. And that's huge because sometimes we will try to relax and be unable to do so, even while sleeping. So this allows your body to take a pause, go to that place that's very rejuvenating and relaxing so that you can feel more refreshed. Nothing ages us faster than stress. Boy, isn't it? Look at the presidents, right? When the president goes in oh, yeah. and they come out, the photos in just four years. Seriously. It's pretty drastic. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we want to mitigate our stress level and decrease this effect. And and a lot of the services that we provide at Vibrant Living Wellness Center can help with that. Terrific. And I can speak uh, from experience. All right, guys, go see Heidi Hoffman at Vibrant Living Wellness Center and let's start aging gracefully together. Thank you, Heidi. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast with registered dietitian and functional nutritionist Heidi Hoffman. 
For more information regarding the services offered by Vibrant Living Wellness Center, please visit vibrantlivingwc.com. On the website, you'll find more information regarding all the services offered by Heidi and her team, along with links to Heidi's very popular blog, Snack Chats, and details about free monthly workshops designed to keep you on your journey to a long, illness-free, and vibrant life. Set up an appointment today by calling 626-470-7711. Please subscribe to the podcast from whichever podcast platform you might be listening from to ensure that every time we release a new episode, you'll find it waiting for you. Thanks again for listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast. By listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast. Under no circumstances shall the inbound podcasting network, Vibrant Living Wellness Center, Heidi Hoffman, Tim Edwards, or any guests or contributors to this podcast, including employees, associates, or affiliates of the inbound podcasting network or Vibrant Living Wellness Center, be responsible for damages arising from use of the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast.